0: first i'm i'm located in idaho falls idaho at american heritage charter school one thing that for me that seemed to work really well um, especially before covid hit was having open houses we had an open house night and right before our lottery uh, to invite our community into the school to tour and to talk to our teachers and to get them in the door
1: that's awesome and how did you spread the word about that open house
0: uh, Facebook, um, uh, handouts to our kids to take home, to give to their neighbors. Um, that's, and then we also had a radio campaign that was going on that talked about the open house.
1: Awesome. Cool. And how did you find that radio spot? Was it just a local radio station or was it NPR? Or?
0: So we do work with a local radio station. Uh, they make sure that we put it out on the, there's, own a couple different stations as well as a spanish-speaking station in our area so we make sure it goes out to all
1: cool awesome fantastic nicole
2: um my name is nicole i am the principal of charter school in fort collins colorado we're the academy of arts and knowledge and um what has not worked for us was we have had advertisements in a lot of local magazines that targets um, new families moving in. So, like as they move into um, like from like realtors, like when they move into the area, they get these magazines, and then like different um, income levels get the magazines. And we thought that would be a really good way for families to learn about us. And unfortunately, we did not get any enrollments from those, which. Um, we thought was kind of shocking. What has worked for us is a lot of just the online um, searching is where we get a lot of our enrollments and word of mouth, um, just families talking to other families, um, where is where we get all of our enrollments. And so, yeah, we're always looking for different ways to just increase like that part of the word of mouth and people learning about us because every time it's always like we had no idea you were here and so at some point you're like well how do you change that (laughs) everybody always says we have no idea how you're we had no idea you existed and so Mm -hmm. that's how the magic question is how do you continue to change that
1: awesome thank you for sharing that Nicole One thing that I'd like to add to that is, um, well, I guess as we move forward and say what hasn't has not worked, um, another thing to note is just because something has worked for someone else doesn't mean it will work for your school. Or because it hasn't worked for them doesn't mean that it won't work for your school. For example, um, we specialize in doing Google ads, Facebook ads, and search engine optimization. And some of our schools that we work with, we're getting enrollments for a hundred bucks and it's incredible. And it's just like, wow, this is tremendously profitable. And then there's other schools that maybe are in a different market, a different town size, a different budget, a different um, offering um, where our services are not effective. And that's okay. Um, Just because our services aren't effective for someone doesn't mean that they're necessarily bad services. It's just not a good fit. And so, as we kind of go through these options, we can kind of keep that in mind. Mia, do you have any insights into this topic?
0: My name is Mia Preason. Uh I work at the American Academy of Innovation here in South Jordan, Utah. Um, I have been involved in charter school since 2009 and have helped to launch uh two schools in the neighborhood over the span of i guess uh 12 13 years now wow. um, the first school that i worked at was um and helped to launch was a k through 9 charter school um and The things that we did back then are different than how we do things now. Um, Definitely uh, the interesting thing about here in Utah is that if you have a K through nine school, generally you'll have a wait list of over a thousand (laughs) where if you're in the high school realm, like junior high to high school, um, it's more difficult to um, fill your enrollment. Um, There are probably several several reasons for that, Um, but some of the things that we have done, um, like up there in Idaho. We have offered open houses and tours. We've generated traffic and probably the most successful has been through postcard campaigns. Um, Those are targeted. Those are targeted to families in the area within about a two mile range um, in the southern end of the city where we are um, or county, I should say. Um, Those have worked really well. Those postcards always have the dates of the open houses and um, they are always invited to attend one of the open houses or to um, call us for a private tour if those times don't work for them. Um, I generally put my phone number on that card so that they can call me directly and they don't have to go through the front office. Um, As far as other things that we do, um, we do also um, Google Ads. Uh, ad campaigns that I'm, those are successful, um, definitely successful for us. Um, we do get people coming through, um, but you do also have to get in front of a lot of people. <laughs> um, anyway,
1: I love that. And before we get to you, Jennifer, a quick follow up question, Mia is what advice would you have to someone that would like to see more success with a postcard campaign? Um, Where do you get them printed? Do you do it all yourself? Do you send them out? Um, How do you find who to send them to?
0: Um, We use a a company that does all of the above. They help us to target the zip codes. Um, They do the printing. We do the approving of the postcards and the content and the messaging. Of course, the messaging is very important. Um, You know, being able to reach out with the proper message that catches the attention of families, um, yeah, sometimes these postcards end up going to grandparents who then hand them over to their 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 children for their their grandkids. So, um, anyhow, for what it's worth, uh, definitely um, messaging is going to be key in being successful with those campaigns. I would say that that has been the most successful um, thing, at least that we can track, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, awesome. Cool, thanks for sharing that, Mia. Um, Jennifer.
3: Hi, good morning. I'm Jennifer Ryder-Cook. I'm the Managing Director of School Development and Growth at the California Charter Schools Association, and I live in San Diego. And I uh, so I primarily work with brand new schools that are starting up or schools that are replicating or CMOs that are growing. Um, So for me, I think the thing that has not worked with schools that I work with is the notion of if you build it, they will come and just being really excited about and passionate about opening a new school and thinking that it's so fabulous that um, people will just be drawn to it without much effort that's not always the case and i also think waiting to do outreach until they're approved is also a mistake um, because sometimes that's too late depending on when they get approved and parents have already chosen other schools to send their kids so i think it's important to start that outreach um, even before you're approved And then what I've seen work really well are a couple of things in Orange County. Uh, One was um, like a movie advertisement that they put in the movie theaters that generated a lot of interest in their schools and also uh, enrollment fairs where all the schools in the area get together. And if I'm running an elementary school and I have, you know, my third grade is on a wait list, um, but I know a school um, one district over has openings in their third grade. I'm actually kind of passing students on to another school, kind of working together and collaboratively. Um, And that also helps too with generating ideas for for outreach if, if if the local leaders are working together as well.
1: That's awesome. I'm really glad that you said all of those things because there's so many times where I will create a product or a service or an offering like this cohort, for example. Um, and I'll say, oh, this is going to be great. Who's not going to want to be a part of a, a free cohort to just learn? And I have this email list of 3,000 charter school leaders. I'm just going to send them an invite. Look how many are on the call. We have nine, not including myself, out of thousands of people that I've invited. So I think it's important to not let the excitement get to you and say hey like let's prepare for just a normal amount of excitement out of the community we're not going to go viral and let's start you know pushing who we are earlier so that we can kind of stir up some interest sooner so thank you for sharing that
3: can i add one more quick thing sorry
1: Yeah, of course.
3: Uh, I just also wanted to add targeted outreach is super important. So knowing who your population is and um, specifically finding those places and spaces where those people spend a lot of time. um, The people, the the student population that you're targeting spends a lot of time and their family spend a lot of time is also critical.
1: Love that. Love it. Love it. Doris, uh, what do you have to share with us?
4: okay so I work for a school that we are a virtual academy we are only a virtual academy and we've been a virtual academy since 2007 we have about 9,000 students and during COVID we had about 14,000 students and our district is broken up into five schools. It's primary grade band, elementary grade band, middle grade band, secondary grade band. And then I am the principal over the smallest school, which is called Life. And that's for our functional alternative modified curriculum students. It would be the students that you traditionally find in a self-contained classroom in your brick and mortar second setting, traditional mm-hmm. schools. And So that's who we are, and as far as how we get students to come to us, the district does a whole bunch of different creative things. They send out flyers. They have, like, our sign placard on, like, city buses. They, you know, word of mouth is a huge thing for us, and one of the most interesting things is my school – gets students from all of the surrounding county schools. Like we have students from every single county in our state, which is Georgia and the immediate surrounding county, like our offices are in Atlanta. So the surrounding school districts around Atlanta refer my level of students to our school who needs a virtual setting because they don't offer our program virtually. Most of the surrounding school districts have started a virtual program, but they're not addressing our level of students. So those schools have actually called me to talk to me about their our program, and then they're simply referring students to us. But that's a really great way. But the whole buses and postcards and things like that, I don't think those are very effective. And the reason why I don't think they're very effective is because our population has stayed around 9,000. And if those were effective, our population would be growing. And as a result, I feel like that is proof and evidence in itself that that's obviously not working. This year, our gifted program started a whole thing to, like, try to push to get more gifted students into our schools. because. Our gifted program runs a little different than a traditional setting where our gifted students are taught all academic classes five days a week by gifted teachers. So it's not a pull out, it's a a full immersion thing. You're always in a gifted setting, basically, if you are in the gifted program here. So that does separate our gifted program apart from others and since that's not the side of the house that i sit on i don't know how well that campaign is going i just know that was a new push this school year but i have no idea how well that actually launched okay i think that's it
1: (laughs) No, I, i love those insights um i one thing that we really push is the fact that Um, As we meet with schools, a lot of them will say, our competition, our competition. A new school just opened up over here and we're competing with them. And that's kind of a word that we like to take out of our vocabulary. Because a charter school should be so unique that there isn't really any competition because you are so targeted with your offering. Uh, You exist because you are different from a traditional school and you have something different to offer than just a normal public school. Um, like a traditional public school. And so um, instead of viewing the schools around you as competition, you should view them as your friends. Um, I ask them, do you know who's running those schools? Do you know the principals by name? Do you have a monthly meeting where you go out to lunch with all the schools in your city and invite them over? Because you can refer students back and forth, especially if you're like a high school, you can take all the elementary school charter school administrators out for a monthly lunch and say hey like we'd love to have your school come do a tour or um, something over at our school um, so that your students can be serviced at our school once they are out of middle school and vice versa um, there's a lot of high school students that have younger siblings that could go to a chartered elementary school so just opening the lines of communication for referrals is great um
4: thanks for sharing You're welcome. Yeah, we have competition because we are a virtual school, so we have another virtual school that would be our direct competitor, but we offer very different things, which is why they're not, we don't look at them so much as competition because we are two very different charter virtual schools, but that's
1: all. I love it. Thanks, Doris. Um, Mia.
0: One thing that I find important is to be able to um, find that reason that your charter school exists, um, the purpose of your school. Um, Right now, I am a bit challenged at the school I'm currently at because they do so many things. Um, And... While I'm not going to tell them they can't do all of those things, I think the messaging has to come down to, you know, why do we exist where other schools aren't doing the same thing that we do? And maybe just focusing on that point and sharing that message. Um, I know there's a nearby school um, that focuses mainly on STEM, that is their thing. That's what they do. And that's how they advertise it. If you have too many things going on and you do too many things, I think sometimes it can be confusing for families. So I don't know if that helps, but...
1: I think it's very helpful. I love that. Um, I think it's actually a game changer. I feel like once you really hone in on who you are, And you kind of put up some limits and boundaries of who you're not doors actually open and you see way more success um i'll kind of be a little vulnerable um about six years ago i opened another ad agency and we serviced anybody because i needed to provide for my family anyone that wanted to send me money i would do some advertising for them and that company failed after about two years um, it was Not profitable. We were living off of my wife's income and um, we wrapped it up. However, Charter Connect, the company that I've started about two years ago, is wildly profitable to the point where I used to be an airline pilot. That's the plane I used to fly. And I stopped flying for the airlines because I'm now home and we're doing really well. And it's because we focused on charter schools and that's all we do. And so by closing my vision, we're now doing so much better. And so I feel like the same could be applied to schools. Well, awesome. We're at time. The one thing that I'd like to say before we wrap up is no matter what you do, um, as someone that's been working with marketing at different charter schools for about two years now, um, you should be able to track it. Try not to do anything that you can't track, because oftentimes when we meet with administrators, we say, what have you done in the past? And they say, well, we did a billboard, but we don't really know if it worked. We did postcards, but we don't really know if it worked. We did Facebook ads, but we don't really know if it worked. Um, you You should know if it worked or not. So make sure that there's either a QR code that you can track to see how many scans it got, if you do like a postcard, or if you have someone RSVP to an open house, that they are taken to a page that we can track whether people sign up or not. Um, At Google Analytics, the Facebook Pixel, QR codes, um, any sort of form of tracking is vital so that we can know should we do this again or should we not. Um, So to wrap up, you can go to Facebook and just type in groups slash charter school connection and you can join our group. And any insights that you have that you might not have shared with us today, you can share them there. And it's a small group, it's a private group. And we're only, we want it to be small. We want it to just be us um, so that we can get to know each other and feel comfortable. Um, I would love for Mia and Doris to become friends, even though that they don't know each other. Um, Like that's the whole point of this is small quality relationships. Even though this is only gonna last four weeks, I'd love for it to last 40 years um, in regards to the relationship. So please join that group and share your insights. Anything that you learn, if you go, oh, that was such a flop, or like we spent so much money on our air conditioning system and it's not even better, like share that insight. We want to know about it. Um, Next week, we're going to be talking about retaining teachers and students, what's worked and what hasn't. So please come prepared. And thank you so much. Um, We will see you all in a week from today.